Johnny Clegg, Juluka, Impi. Well, 2115, hashtag the African narrative, 2120 is the time we promised and we are now delivering on the many languages this country has and the many cultures which are a correlation of the many languages and the dialects within. This evening, it's all about Siswati, Mr. Muzi Matunjwa, researcher at the South African Center for Digital Language Resources. Sadila is our guest this evening. While the majority of Swati people live as Swatini, known as Swatini, many have moved to urban areas within South Africa, especially around Johannesburg and the towns of Mbumalanga, where the Ndebele languages, or the Nguni languages, I beg your pardon, are more rife. The Swati people, or the Swazi people, part of the Nguni nation, or the Nguni tribe, however you might describe it, apparently originated from East Central Africa in the late 15th century. While modernization has happened over the years, the tradition is still highly revered by Swatis and their leader, King Swati III of Eswatini, is one of Africa's few remaining absolute monarchs. Today, we get to know more about them, and we urge all Swati speakers, please, to call in and converse with us in their language. There's absolutely everything to do about being proud of your language, particularly of your Swati language. Call on SAFM, traditionally English medium or English language station, to do so now in your language of Seswati. Muzi, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good evening to you, Songezo, and the listeners of SAFM. Fantastic. So the platform really is yours for the next 25 or so minutes where you can converse however much you will in your language of Siswati. Let's especially, I'm going to give you the opportunity to call on your fellow language speakers to call in and have conversations, not necessarily among yourself, but in certainly the language of Siswati, so that we can celebrate our languages and with that our cultural diversity. I think a strong sentiment came through in that regard in the previous conversations that we had on the show. And for you to tell us more about the heritage of the Swati people at large. So without any particular prompt, I'm just going to give this opportunity to you to engage us in a form of a lecture or a seminar and do so especially in the language of Saswati with the hope that we can get more Swati speakers to contribute. Yes, it's a pleasure to be part of your program today, Songezo. So I would like to call all Swati listeners to be part of this program. So I'll be talking briefly about the history of Emaswati. So firstly, I would like to make a clarity. When you refer to the one person, we call him or her Liswati. So I am Liswati, then plurally we are referred to Emaswati. Then our language is Siswati. So the history of Emaswati is recorded from King Swati, from, from King Wane, the dead. Maswat as a Nguni group originated from the East Central Africa and migrated to Southern Africa in the 15th century. They settled at Terekoa Bay, Maputo, which is current Mozambique. From Terekoa Bay, they moved and settled near the Pongola River around the 16th century. It was where they lived in close proximity with the Ndwandwes under the Zwite leadership. So during this time of the Mfekane, Zwite had a more powerful army, which was a threat to the Nguni clans, especially to the Emaswati. So under the leadership of Sopoza the first, who took reign during the Mfekane Wars, Sopoza made a plan, then started to move away from Zuite to avoid direct confrontation. 
and then to minimize any bloodshed that could have occurred. As he moved towards current Swatini, which was known as Gangwane, he absorbed weaker groups and incorporated them in the Swati nation. Then after the death of Sopuza I, Swati II, whom the Swazi people or Emaswat are named after, took the reins in the 1839 and unified the Swazi nation. It was during Mswati II that Emaswati settled in current Eswatini, while others moved north to current Mpumalanga province, as well as to other parts of South Africa. Like any other Ngoni groups, Emaswati have a rich culture and traditions, such as their prominent attire, traditional food, as well as their language, which is Nguni. They have their own language, which has sister languages such as Isikosa, Isizulu, and Zindebel. So we call these ones our sisters or bosses bed. In the fact that we call these languages a mutual intelligible, of which I can be able to hear almost every word in Eda, Isindebele, Isikosa, and Isizulu. So this is what is most important as Emaswati. We are most perceived as a respectful and humble nation. So when I say that in Iswati, someone will expect me to be to behave in a respectful manner. So unless we have another question, Songezo, so that we can allow callers to get no, in no, and talk to us and no, engage. I, no, I don't at all. I'm actually just appreciating the sort of history lesson with the hope that some of our listeners are listening and especially the Swati speakers will engage. Of course, it's not just for Swati speakers and if you do wish to pose a question in English, by all means do so as we engage the history, the culture and the people of Eswatini. Go for it, my brother. Go for it, Muzi. Yes, so I'll call for listeners to speak to me and call on our SA in FM. You are free to engage in Siswati so that Singakona Kurumanam Janglim Lutres Swati stick up and alone Jomba in Yangaifu, Yakupa, Emma Seagull in South Africa. Muzi go for it. Yes. Oh, okay. Do we have any caller? No, we don't. And, and, and when we do, we will let you know because I think. So, Muzi, we don't have a call at this stage, and we will let you know when there is a caller, so don't be bothered about the absence of engagement outside. What we really are interested oh, okay. in is the history lesson, if you like, the development of the language, and, and how very much Eswatini is part of South Africa and vice versa, given the fact that we, we, we share common history, um, we have intermarried many times over over the years, and the language is very much part of South African culture. In fact, it is an official language here in the country, so perhaps you can talk about even the relations um, at a political level between Eswatini and South Africa, as well as at a social level. Oh, okay. Uh, I would like to go on the angle of the development of Siswati as an official language in both Eswatini and South Africa. So there is a strong link between uh, Eswatini and South Africa in terms of the language development. Then, as SADILA, the South African Center for Digital Language Resources, we have taken initiative to develop resources for all South African languages, in which we are trying to promote the use and development of these languages in terms of using research tools to facilitate this one. So, where there is a South African board, PANSLAB, which also engages with other stakeholders in trying to promote our language. So, as you know, that uh, before SISWAT was taught in school, we used to be taught in Isiswati. So our fathers are more competent in Isiswati than Isiswati. 
this had made our language to, should I say, lag behind in terms of development. But there are so many, should I say, initiatives, initiatives which have been taken, especially by the government of Eswatin as well as the one of South Africa. For instance, we now have a, a dictionary, a monolingual dictionary, which is mainly in Siswati, to promote and develop the language in terms of language usage from primary schools up until tertiary levels. Then what I like about the, the issue of Siswati is that if you understand any of the Ngun languages, it's easy to understand Siswati. For instance, in South Africa, I don't struggle to speak to someone who speaks in the Bele or Isikhosa or Isizulu. Though Isiswati is closely related to Isizulu other than the other languages. But then I do enjoy the fact that wherever I go, when you speak Siswati, people look at you saying, what is he doing? Is he saying T instead of T? Yes, that's what we say. For us, I will say that Uti, Monges, instead of Uti. Then that's unique, uh, should I say, accent. Get the recognition of our language. Then people become aware that this one might be coming from Mbumalanga, from our own accent, which is a striking point of our language. Then there is also what fascinates, what fascinates is about the issue of our, should I say, traditional attire. Even though we have some traditional attire which might look like the one for Emaswati, ours is just unique. For instance, we have the kanga. Our kanga are usually bright full. We use these bright colors, which usually is red, which is associated with the, the bed, which is called likwala kwala. Then at times we are using the blue color. Then if a man is wearing our swazi attire, definitely we'll expect him to wear what you call the lion skin, a machobo. So on rare occasion that we'll find others wearing that attire. But for us, Emaswati, we take pride on our attire, especially everyone from young girls to men to women. If it's a traditional event, that's where you will see us in full gear. Then you say that, no, this is a cultural event for our Emaswati indeed. So with the issue, uh, yes. I, I do have so a couple of callers. Sorry to interrupt you there, Muzi. Um, researcher at the South African Center for Digital Language Resources, Sadila, Mr. Muzi Matunjwa. We have uh, Vincent in Bushpark Ridge, as well as Anonymous in KZN, who wish to contribute, hopefully, in the language of uh, Siswati. So get your tongue ready and rolling there, Anonymous, very shortly. Vincent, go for it. Welcome to SFM. Vincent? Yes, um, like you said, I'm from Bushwick Ridge. I know there is Isimbai. Isimbai is a language that was born from the interaction between Maswati, Mapulana, and Amashangan. When Amashangan came late, I just want to know from your guest. When he says Isiswati, and he talks about the Kosa and the Zulu, and I, I know the, the Amambai, they are closer to Isiswati because they will talk uh, some, 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 when they talk or speak, they will, they will include some words which are pro Isiswati and Isipula. Does he know 
anything of that's of some sort because throughout the conversation when I was listening, it didn't even make mention of that. Because it goes with the sayings. There is there is one old Makogo who's still living, who knows is in Bahi, left, right and center, she stayed around Jerusalem again. Does he, he knows those things. Does he my question is is he aware that Isimbai and Isiswati are the closely related languages? And is there anything that is he, he's trying to locate to say, let us find Amambai so that you can get the history of Isiswati and Amambai? Thank you. Awesome. Stay on the line, please, because um, hopefully Muzi will respond. And if he doesn't have clarity on a particular point or question, that you too can just quickly have a conversation. So, Vincent, is still on the line. Muzi, do you want to respond to what he has said? Okay. Thanks, uh, Vincent, for your question. So, maybe what I can say that you find that there is what we call Lulimless Courts, Vincent, whereby the interaction between different groups leads to a formation of a new language. So mm-hmm. that's why you'll find that, that we, we have a variety, like Isimbai, then we also have what we call Uyeyeza, which is a mixture of Sizul and Siswati. So that one, or should I say political or geographical classification or the worldwide, we don't treat it as maybe an official language, but you find that in a certain region, that's why we usually call it Lilwimles Kozi, because it doesn't stand out maybe to be recognized as an official language. So I'm not sure if I'm uh answering you directly on that question so yes we do have what i can call it varieties of isiswati found in different regions which are not recognized maybe as official languages of south africa but uh, have you ever in your in your research or whatever the case may be have you ever went out and 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 make the point that you you get people who have that who speak that language and who make it a point because we also need people to make it a point that these languages don't die. Because they are from the history yes. of Amaswati and Amapulana. Yes, yes, Vincent. Uh, on that point, we haven't carried any, any research on that one. Because our main focus was on the main Siswati as an official language of South Africa, without looking at the varieties, which needs to be taken seriously because it's true that once a language is not spoken very for then it will eventually die then who, who else will speak that language then you find that our indigenous languages are eliminated and become extinct in that way fantastic thank you for responding and engaging that muzi we have another caller from kzn anonymous good evening to you and good evening to your guest mr muzi matinjwa i just want to i never heard of the language is swati and I'd love to hear two people speak after I put the phone down, because uh, the president also in South Africa does not uh, have uh, know how many different languages there are in South Africa. When he advertises, he advertises only certain languages. He doesn't advertise the rest of the languages of the people in South Africa. You know, rather you rather the president say all languages are essential. Right, and not like certain people, a selected 11 languages uh, are in South Africa only, because there's more than 11. Certainly. Thank, Thank you, you so very much, much Anonymous. Anonymous. But I'd like to hear, listen to Mr. Muzi speak to somebody in his own vernacular. We certainly are hopeful that we will still get a caller who's going to engage in Saswati. Um, do you want to respond to what the caller has just made remarks of and about, Muzi? 
Yes, I can respond to the anonymous caller. Yes, as sadly, you find that uh, in political spheres, the focus is mainly on the, should I say, more spoken languages, indigenous languages. Because if you look at Siswat, Siswat is regarded as a minority language, together with Tsitsonga, Tevenda, as well as Indebele, because of this, that it is spoken by less speakers compared to Isizulu and Isikosa. That's why you'll find that someone will only speak in Zulu and Isikosa at times without looking at the other languages, because they have what you call less speakers in South Africa. Okay. Tell us about your surname, because it is spelled M-A-T-F-U-N-J-W-L, Matfunjwa, phonetically um, pronounced, of course. I'm just trying to think of what possibly the link might be between Matfunjwa, as spelled, and Matunjwa, as spelled. Of course, the pronunciation is the same. I'm, I'm asking this in relation to the fact that Matunjwa is still also a Nguni name, as is Matunjwa, as yours is. Yes. Uh, surprising song as Matfunjwa and Matunjwa means the same thing. So Matfunjwa is actually the Siswati autograph because T2 usually is true in Siswati. For instance, if I kidnap you, I will say that that is Isizulang it. In Siswati, I will say Nigu Fumbile. Instead of two, I will say it full. Hmm. So Matfunjwa, mine. Yeah, yeah, carry on. So I was saying that Matfunjwa, which is my surname, is a Siswati pronunciation as well as orthography for Matfunjwa. Okay. Yes, because we'll find that, yes, because if you look at my clan's surname, the Matfunjwa and Matfunjwa is the same. Because we'll say Matfunjwa, Gezatopoi. Then we'll say Matfunjwa, Gezatopoi. So the clan's name is the same. It's only the issue of, should I say, the spelling and the pronunciation. And I suppose, in this course, when you're talking about um, Ugutimba, we would say umdu utinjiwe, um, or, or property rather, because umdu agatinjwa. But you know, when it mm. is um, attached, we'll say imbatlazi tinji, where the property has been attached. So when you say tunjwa, in this it would be tinjwa, as it were, or tinjiwe in that sense. So I mean, there are serious proximities, because obviously it's all within the Nguni languages. But can we just talk about uh, the monarch that is King Swati III, Swatini? It, it, it seems as though the center seems to be giving way. What can you say in relation to what the people of Swatini have had to say in relation to his rule? Certainly, given the political instability of recent times, what can you say from an Swatini perspective in that regard? As long as you are putting me on the spotlight now, now we are taking a political agenda somehow. Uh, I, I wouldn't like to speak for any, should I say, group or entity, Zengas. I would only like us to stick on today's uh, promoting of society and, should I say, celebration of our own heritage without attaching, should I say, or speaking on behalf of any entity on this one. I'm, I'm asking that question really because it is about, I mean, the king is the custodian of the culture, the language, the traditions. He, When you look at Eswatini or the people of Eswatini and the language of Siswati, if it had to be represented in a figure, it would be King Mswati III. Now, given the fact that he represents the people, he is the custodian of its culture, of its language, 
people would look to him if it is his conduct, if it is his ways, his relationship with the people over whom he presides, where he expresses himself as the king. Now, given the fact that the people of Eswatini are engaging King Swati the way that they have, I'm wondering if Muzi might not have an opinion on that. That is not politics. That is simply engaging the culture and the language through its most prominent figure. Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe my definition of culture will differ because I think culture is defined by the people, but not by one person. Yes. So the way of life of the Maswati defines the culture. Fine, we can have maybe someone as an embodiment of culture there. But then if people decide to change elements of a culture, it is changed by the people, not by, should I say, one person. So in this case, for instance, you will, you will find that you get someone, Oliswati, who can speak fluently without using any English word, other than the one that maybe you have just mentioned. So that's why I'm saying that if I look at, should I say, people are exemplary in, in, our, in our Swati culture, I can look for others, maybe, without even mentioning the one that we have just mentioned. So I know that maybe he's a public figure which people must look at. Um, Muzi? Yeah, <laughs> you feel I, I, like I, I'm running away. Well, I'm glad you said that because you are. But let's go to the caller in Kahi. So go for it, Greg. Good evening. Thank you, Greg. Your response to that? What you have to say? Um, Muzi? Yeah. Yes. So that's what I was saying that those who don't want, uh, those who want democracy, they mustn't, uh, should I say, fight with the king. They must just move to South Africa because the late king won and fought for that country. So that's what he said in English. Sure. I've got a couple of questions for you from some of the callers who are engaging. Thank you so much to Rodney for his engagement. Hi, Songhezo. Do Swati people in South Africa pay homage to Mswati of Eswatini or their kings here in South Africa? That's one question. And the second question from the same listener, does Isiswati have dialects? And perhaps you might want to elaborate on that. Muzi. Yes, and let me take the first question. Yes, I would say that they pay homage to the King Muswati because if Eswatini holds uh, cultural events, for instance, the main cultural event, which you call the Red Dance, which is usually held between August and September, if maybe COVID wasn't here, uh, we have a group which usually comes from Bumalang, and then we have the other group that usually come from the Kingdom of the Zulu Nation to attend here. So they are usually saying that they are, they, they are here to attend or to adhere to the call of their king. We know that uh, what we usually call chiefs, we, are, we, are, we refer them to as kings in South Africa, but then they also pay homage to the king Mswati. Because if there is, there is also what you call Ummemo in the Mumala region, you find that some 
Emaswati from Eswatini, they will go to South Africa also. Then interchangeable, they will do the same thing if an event is called here another country. Then on the second one, it was the caller asked about the issue of dialects. Yes, there's been a debate on how you regard a language as a dialect. For instance, what, they, what Vincent said is in by someone will say that no, that one is not a language on itself, the dialect of Isiswati. Then I will say that we do have varieties of Isiswati other than saying that dialects. Why am I saying that? Along the line, for instance, along the line of Eswatini and the KZN province, you will find that they speak a borderline between Eswatini and KZN. And you will find that they speak a mixture of Isiswati and Isizulu, which a true Isizulu speaker will say that, no, this is not actually a true Isizulu. Then even the Swati speaker will say that, no, this is not actually Isiswati. So someone can consider that as a dialect. Then I will say that no, it's a variety of Isiswati or a variety of Isizulu in that sense. So it depends on which aspect you look at it. Do you look at it as a pure uh, as a pure dialect or just as a language on itself, but which has, should I say, a variety? So to, to say to answer that one, I would say that yes, we do have dialects in in some cases. Then we, for instance, there is also this one we call, we call it Uyeyeza. Uyeyeza sounds more like Isizul, but it's not Isizul because you'll find that they just take the Siswati word and pronounce it in Isizul, where you'll find that it doesn't ex exist even in the Zulu language. Fantastic. Let's leave it there. We have run out of time, Mr. Muzi Matunjwa, researcher at the South African Center for Digital Language Resources. And whilst you on your way out, we extend our sincere appreciation to you. Let's play a voice note, though, from one of the listeners in the name of Engaging. Thank you, Songezo, for reminding us where we come from. My grandparents come from Swaziland, and when they came here, they never enforced the the teachings of Siswati, but we do get it, uh, you know, from the people that come from maybe putative or families from Swaziland. So we know a little bit about Siswati, Ame Shabalala. And uh, what I want to say also is that uh, we are very proud with our uh, cultural dressing when we dress for culture because what i noticed that most of us we think